0: Good morning, and welcome to our time of daily word and prayer. This is Tuesday morning, February second. I guess it's Groundhog Day, and if I'm not totally sure, I understand how that works after all these years. But if it has to do with snow on the ground or shadow or whatever, uh, us up here in Columbus are going to be in for a remaining long winter, as we have a lot of snow out there and and it's pretty cold. Anyway, God bless you, grace and peace to you. Welcome to our time in the Word of God. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, if you would, and talk about a very, very important point today, and that's this. We'll start with verse 17. If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you are not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life, inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. I've got a question for you today, maybe an observation. No one wants to lead a feudal life. Everyone wants to have a meaningful life. And my question, do you have one? Because most people don't. You know, we're not mere animals. The evolutionists would like to tell us we're animals, and people on campus all the time tell me we're but animals. Well, we're more than animals. We're human beings. We're made in the image of God. Animals, they give, you know, they, they, they're into survival. They want to eat, drink, find shelter, uh, survive, reproduce, etc. We're more than animals. We have a soul, we have a spirit. And as such, we're into, as human beings, we, we crave, we need significance. We're worshipers. We're, we're, we, we believe in God. We contemplate things. We think deeply. We, we ponder the meaning and significance of life, or at least we should be. You know, a lot of people, all they're doing is surviving. All they're doing is, is maybe they, they uh, survive and seek pleasure, happiness how they can make themselves happy or deal with the problems and trials and difficulties of life. Our life ought to be about more than that. Because if that's all we're doing, then we have a feudal way of life. And many people live that way. And to be honest, uh, many of that, like it says here, that's what we've inherited from our parents, grandparents, and generations before us. Many of us are first-generation Christian. And, and we were raised with a sense of values and what to pursue, what to do in life, that all it really was about was survival, um, have fun, um, have enough money for security and things like this, without really realizing what makes a life meaningful. Back up in verse 14, he says that this was a, a life of lust, he called it and a life that was based on our ignorance. Ignorance meaning there's things we just didn't understand. And many people, that's how they live their life. There's just things they don't understand that are so vital. This is the way Solomon was. Now, Solomon was the wisest man, but he lived a life for, for he he went through a journey in the book of Ecclesiastes trying to figure out the meaning of life. And what did he, he started by saying vanity of vanities or some translations will call it futility of futilities. All is futile, all is vain. He sought for meaning and significance in life in learning, wisdom, knowledge, education. He sought for meaning in life in riches and wealth, and power. He sought for meaning in life in pleasure, Sexual pleasure, uh, wine, uh, alcohol—things of this—he sought for meaning in life in so many different ways, and all of it. The conclusion, at the end of it, was vanity of vanities, futility of futilities. None of it—none of it—was worthy of him as a human being. None of it really was made his life meaningful and significant. And at the end, he came to the same conclusion Peter did. And that is this in, in Colossians chapter 12, verses 13, 13 and 14, he says, In conclusion, in conclusion, fear God and keep his commandments, for this applies to every man. For God will bring every act to judgment, even the ones which are hidden, whether good or evil. And so Solomon in all of his wisdom and all of his pursuits he finally came to the realization that life's true significance and meaning life's true significance only life only has meaning when we see it in light of the final judgment when we f- see it in light of standing before God someday this is what Peter says if we if we call uh if we address his father the one who impartially judges every man and again peter's saying if you don't want to lead a feudal life you've got to keep in mind that one day i will be i'll be judged see here's the problem in our day we become so secular and so humanistic we think we are the judge of whether or not we have a meaningful life. We think that we're, you know, and and this, this is as foolish as thinking, you know, in a, in a uh, in our justice system, that people can go live however they want, and there are no judges out there to determine whether what they did was right or wrong. They just determine for themselves. It's okay to steal. It's okay to murder. It's okay to do whatever, because there's no other ultimate judge, and so each makes up their own idea. They are their self judge, and people who live that way will one day have a rude awakening. Likewise with us. We're not the judge of whether our life is significant and meaningful or not. God is. Because God is the one who will ultimately render the judgment. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, again, I've used sports analogies to to describe life. And I'm, as I've told you, I'm a Buckeye fan. And a dark chapter in our history was uh, about 2000, I don't know, 13 or so. We won 11 games that we won 11 and one that season, but some players had taken some illegal benefits or or benefit not illegal benefit uh, un, un, um, NCAA didn't like it, and they'd been given some tattoos in exchange for some of their jerseys or whatever, and as a result, every one of those games were forfeited. Every one of those records that they gained that year were forfeited. Here, one of the top teams in the nation, all the games forfeited. And they go down, they, all those wins are no longer wins. How sad. All that work, all that effort, all that preparation, all that performance on the field, and it all amounted, when it's all said and done in the record book, it amounted to one big zero. And we don't want that to be the way our life is. We don't want to work hard, strive hard, climb the ladder of success, only to find that in the end, God considered our life, the God, the judge, considered our life one big zero. No one wants to live that way. Everyone wants meaning and significance. They want to know they passed the test. And we do have this test, this judgment coming up. And I often tell the students on campus that in this big test that's coming up, it is our final. Okay? I tell them it's kind of like a pop quiz. You don't know when it's going to be, but when it comes, it's your final. It's going to be an open book test because the books will be open. We'll be judged right out of the what's written in the books about our lives and Unfortunately, there is no makeup exam. You pass or fail. You pass, go to heaven. You fail, you don't. And so, folks, we, we want to live in light of that big test that is coming up, that ultimate final. How does someone prevent their life or make sure their life doesn't end up a big zero? Well, he tells us right here that our life, we need to start by being redeemed from a futile way of life by the blood of Jesus Christ. If if a person is not following Christ, if a person is not saved, if a person's not forgiven, they're not going to heaven. And if they don't go to heaven, then on judgment day, they will amount to one big zero. The, The starting point to get into the game, to be able to begin to have, shall we say, rewards that would be lasting in eternity is salvation. And this is, a, this is a frightening thought. This is a terrifying thought to think that a person, and many do, most people live their whole lives in disregard of God, in disregard of salvation, in disregard of Jesus Christ, and not being saved on, the, on that, the, not being redeemed by the blood of Christ, the precious blood of Christ, then on judgment day, they will be a big zero, loser my friends, I'm I'm assuming people on this uh, live stream have already received Christ. So if you haven't, might I urge you today to come to him, say, Jesus, I need your redemption. I need your salvation. I need your forgiveness. I I, I want my life to be meaningful. And I know to even get in the game, to get in the game of the meaning of life, I've got to start by coming to Jesus Christ. So I come to you and I seek your forgiveness. And I ask you to uh, I, I believe that you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. I ask you to forgive me. Come live in my life. Make me a new creature, a new person. That's step one. The rest of us, like we saw yesterday, don't be conformed to this world. The, the key to a meaningful life is I'm, I'm get right with God. And then as we read in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, that I do all that I do to the glory of God. Rather than live like Peter warns, us, the life of selfish lust, that we're ours in our ignorance, thinking that the goal of life is to get, 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 get for myself. That we follow the pattern and example of Jesus. The, the meaningful life is not a life of do I make myself, you know, if, if I seek my own pleasure, I make me happy. If I seek to benefit others, I make my life meaningful. This is so important. I found that people who pursue happiness in life rarely find it. Because it's all about themselves, it's all about lust, and lust doesn't satisfy. But the people who give themselves to benefit and serve others and bless others, you know, when, one day they wake up and they say, Wow, my life is satisfied, my life is fulfilled, my life is meaningful, my life is happy. Now, you can live a meaningful life, you know, this doesn't mean you have to live a life like in poverty or something, because in, in our culture today, in our world, in our economy, one of the great ways to increase your wealth is to serve others. But we do it to really serve. We don't do it just to get. This is the ultimate difference here, right? The, the, the world, the, the feudal life is a life of get, get, get. The meaningful life is a life of service, love for God and love for others. As Jesus said, the one who seeks to save his life, he'll lose it. But the one who loses his life for his sake really finds it. So today, we've got to decide in a meaningful life, where do you want to be rich? Me? I want to be rich in heaven. I hope you do too. I want to have rewards in heaven. What an offer God gives. A meaningful life filled with rewards, filled with with God's blessing, filled with meaning and significance as we love God and love others versus a futile life, a life of lust and getting that when it's all said and done ends up being one big zero on the judgment day. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you've opened our eyes to understand that life isn't about what we get. Life is about loving you and loving others, about serving We thank you that it's only in Jesus Christ that we even get in the game. Lord, without salvation through Christ, without the redemption of Jesus Christ, without the shed blood that sprinkles us clean, we wouldn't even be in the starting blocks. But we thank you that, Jesus, you have forgiven us, saved us, redeemed us. You've bought us out of the slave market of sin. You've made us your own. And today, Lord, it is our prayer that we would not be conformed to the world, conformed to the lusts that were ours in our ignorance, that we not uh, live a futile life, even if, Lord, we grew up in a family whose values and pursuits neglected you, ignored you, thought nothing of you. Lord, we we may have been trained in a way of life that, that you tell us is futile, and then solomon would have told us was futile vanity of vanities and yet lord we have been invited now into the kingdom of god out of the domain of darkness off the path of destruction and to walk in the path of life and the way that not only the way that is right according to you and the way that will be rewarded from, by the one who impartially judges according to each man's work. Today, Father, we, we come to you and we want to be true Christians. We want to be mighty Christians, dynamic men and women of God. We ask, Father, put within us deep, deep convictions that, that, that a life of love for you and love for others is the life that is meaningful and significant. Help us, Lord, to be servants of others. Help us, Lord, to delight to see others succeed. Help us, Lord, to be known for our good works and our kindness. Help us, Lord, to have speech that builds others up and encourages and inspires them and helps and teaches. Help us, Lord, to be true friends to those in need. We pray, Father. Lord, we we, we are concerned about the world we live in. We're concerned, Lord, as we see darkness, more and more darkness, just enveloping the land, dark ideas, dark political ideas, dark ideas and dark themes in in our entertainment, dark education that wants to exclude you, ignore you, and even fight you. Lord, as we see corruption in our land, in so many of our institutions, Lord, we just say that it concerns us, but, but we understand this is our time to shine. This is our time to not get swept into that, not, not be conformed to that, but to rise above it and to, and to demonstrate by our attitudes, our words, our worship, our actions, our countenance, everything about us to demonstrate that our life is not futile. Our life has meaning and significance. To have that confidence and poise to know that, that, that when it really counts, we're victors, we're champions, we'll be rewarded, we'll pass the test. We're going to heaven, we'll be in glory, we'll receive praise, honor, and glory because we'll have a proven faith. Lord, we pray that today that we would live this way. And I pray that life, Lord, would be attractive. We don't want to be self-righteous or holier than thou, but we definitely want to be holy and righteous. And we just claim it comes from Christ. It's not self-righteous, it's Christ's righteousness, filling us, guiding us, strengthening us. You're You're our rock and our refuge and our high tower. We come to you today. We pray today, Father, we will rise above, we'll be triumphant, we'll be victors and not victims. We pray, Lord, no matter what comes our way, no matter what circumstances surround us, that our joy would be evident, our strength would be evident. We'd be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and that all we do, Lord, we'd prosper in our attitudes, our relationships, our mental health, our soul would prosper. And Lord, we'd even pray today, prosper, prosperous in our health and our finance, Lord, We ask that in all all ways of life, Lord, that we would be demonstrating that we are experiencing the blessing and goodness of God because we have put our God first and we're redeemed and we're seeking first the kingdom of God. Oh, Lord, make us steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in your work. Help us know it's not in vain. We pray to you today, Lord. We ask these things for us. We pray, Lord, that we'd have a great influence wherever we can, in our families, our, our neighborhoods, our workplace, our school, school uh, uh, place of education, our friends, wherever we are, Lord. We pray we'd lift people up, turn their eyes to Jesus, give us opportunities to share the gospel, we pray. We believe, Lord, this, is, this help, help, us, help us get others in the game. Help us get others redeemed. Help us lead others to Christ, Lord, because to see that and to, and to believe, Lord, help us believe that people can put on a face of happiness. But, Lord, if, they don't, if they're not redeemed, their, their, their pursuits are futile ultimately. Help us, Lord, in all that we do today to do all to the glory of God in our schoolwork to be excellent, in our, in our uh, employment to be excellent. The way we treat others to be excellent. Our worship to be excellent. That all that we do, we do to the glory of God. That we would not offer you uh, lackluster, half-hearted, lazy, poor offerings. But today as we offer our life, Lord, that in all that we do, we would do work worthy of our King. Knowing that all that we do, we're doing is unto the Lord. We pray, Lord, today for our nation. We're alarmed, Lord. We're concerned, things that are out of our control. That that seems like there's people in power with vendettas and vengeance, anger and hatred. Lord, it seems like just think with the, the sign of a pen, things are changing dramatically right before our eyes. In negative, terrible ways, we pray, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that you would have you would reign in our nation. We pray, Lord, for again for our leaders, national. Our president, vice president, congressmen, senators, court, we pray, Lord, for spiritual awakening there. We pray for revival. We pray that people would find true salvation in Christ and would uh, have their policies and their thinking influenced by you, that their religion wouldn't just be a private thing. They'd have a genuine faith in Christ that would affect everything they do and think. We pray for spiritual awakening and revival in our land from our leaders in Hollywood, our leaders in Washington, our leaders on Wall Street, Lord, that there'd be, Lord, as corruptions being exposed, that there'd be repentance, there'd be turning to you, there'd be seeking God, there'd be genuine change of life from the, the leaders right now to the, the, the lowest of the lowest. We pray for uh, every human being, Lord, in our country, for a great spiritual awakening in our land. And we pray, Father, soften our hearts so that we'd have eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to understand, and a heart to believe. We pray for these things today, Lord. We walk in your ways. We give you our day. We commit everything to you for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name, loving you, worshiping you. Amen, and amen, and amen. All right, folks, hey, thanks for joining me today. If you're new, welcome. Glad you're here. We're asking God to grow our group. As I've said before, I'll say it again. You come here every day. There's power in the Word of God, and there's power in praying about the Word of God. And I I really believe, you know, most of us, we get like one sermon once a week. You come here every day, uh, every morning, or catch the live stream later in the day, but come here every morning, join us, and uh, I guarantee you that God's Word is going to transform the way you think, and you transform your heart, transform your mind, And you're going to be a different person in a few weeks, a few months, a year from now. And so I thank you for your faithfulness. Be here every day. Let God's Word transform you. Help spread the Word. Post on social media. Invite other people. Um, Invite your people in your small group, your church, your family. And we'll see you here. Make sure you hit the subscribe and then notify button. Also, go to my website, tomthepreacher.com. Make sure you subscribe to my email newsletter. Okay? hey, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Make this a great day as you walk with the Lord. Remember, your life is to have meaning. Make sure it does. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning.